Hello, everybody, and welcome to Medic's Mind, the podcast. Thank you very much for coming out. Sincerely appreciate it, as always. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, so uh, I got some, uh, I got on a sleepless, welcome to my sleepless night. Uh, just can't sleep, um, which has kind of been an ongoing theme since the initiation of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. I can't sleep. Uh, so I figured I would jump on here and start talking to you guys and that's what I'm doing. So here it is. Um, I got some kind of cool news, I guess. Um, coming up this Monday, I get to go up to Barry, spend the night in Barry. And then on Tuesday, uh, we are going to a high school in Aurelia to uh, give a bit of a presentation on Brainstorm Revolution, um, talk about our stories that are in the book. And we also get to watch uh, some uh, some of the kids do uh, some, some interpretations, interpretive uh, stuff, I guess drama stuff from the book or inspired by the book. So that's kind of cool. And then we get to talk to, I believe, a creative writing class about writing and the process of writing. So I've never done anything like that before, um, so I'm kind of excited for it. I think that that'll be kind of fun. So there's that. Um, Monday is also kind of a big day. Um, it's May 6th, um, and May 6th is the anniversary of uh, Corporal Michael Starker, um, a medic with one field am uh, that I served with. Um, he unfortunately was killed overseas in Afghanistan in uh, 2008, and... Um, you know, he's a good man. He really was. I, I actually just wrote a piece um, about him uh, on, on emeticsmind.com, so please feel free to go and check that out. I, I'm not quite ready to turn it into a podcast as of yet. Uh, not, I mean, not that it's uh, like a really hard, arduous read or anything. Um, it's just that, uh, you know, it's it was an emotional write, and thusly I think it's an emotional, uh, you know, uh, recitation. Um, so I, uh, I, yeah, just not ready for, for that as of yet. So, um, but yeah, May 6th, um, it's kind of a big thing. And, and typically the way I would do things was, uh, go to the bar, buy a beer for me and buy a beer for the missing man. And, uh, and then I would proceed to get absolutely loaded for the day. Obviously not doing that this year. Um, this year I got to plan something else out. And I think I spoke on another podcast, uh, a while back, but, Basically, I bought these little messages in a bottle, or at least the bottles, four messages. And uh, the story that I just mentioned, I'm going to print it off and uh, roll it up, put it into that bottle, and throw it out into the lake. And, um, you know, hopefully somebody comes across it, opens it, and reads the story of uh, Corporal Starker. And uh, that's my way of uh, continuing to keep his legacy alive, keep his memory alive, and keep him on this planet for just just a glimmer of light longer. Um, that's, that's my plan. So that's what I got going on. And then, uh, um, you know, obviously got therapy that day, but then I got to head up into Barry, uh, and, uh, spend the night up there. And then, uh, like I said, the high school thing. So that'll be kind of cool, but I'm, I'm a really bad person. And here's what I mean by that. I, so I have this kind of, this, this scenario in my head and this is this is terrible, but oh man, do I want to do this? So obviously we're gonna to have to introduce ourselves at some point. I would imagine that we're gonna be in front of these high school kids 
introducing ourselves. Apparently, it's not in a gymnasium. We're just going to class uh, or a class or a couple of classes to, you know, do this whole thing. But I mean, I just kind of want to, when it's my turn to get up and be introduced and I got to say a few words, I kind of just want to stand in front of these kids stoically and somewhat kind of with a, a gaze pointed downward to the floor and have a pause that lasts just a titch too long, uncomfortably long, and then break the silence with, well, kids, the thing about hookers is this. <laughs> I, I mean, I sincerely want to do it. I'm not going to, but I really want to. I really want to. I just think it would be great. And uh, I know that's bad. I do. I get it. I really, I truly understand. But, oh, how great would that be? How great would it be? I don't know why my mind always goes to those uh, places to think of things like that. I mean, I mean, for like, I just think of the weirdest things. For example, I was at the pub the other night with my friend, my buddy uh, Jack. We're watching uh, some hockey up on this on the screen, and uh, one of the bartenders uh, leans over to us and goes, "Are you guys going to go upstairs for the speed dating?" And I was like, "The what?" He goes, "Yeah, there's uh, speed dating." going on upstairs in the in the private uh private bar upstairs but it's open to the public like you you can go up there i was like fucking speed date like you know you sit down for 15 seconds speed dating like that kind of thing he goes yeah i was like that's i didn't think that was a real thing i thought that was like in you know romantic comedies thought it was like the backdrop of a rom-com i didn't think that was it actually existed and he goes yeah no it's a real thing i was like oh and uh, I was like, uh, probably not, right? That was my, I, I just initially said, nah, probably not. But then I started thinking, I was like, holy fuck, would it ever be hilarious? Like, do you treat it like Tinder? You know what I mean? Like if you're that, like you sit down and then like somebody sits in front of you and they, and they go to talk and you just like swipe left on their face, you know? <laughs> it's like, nah, not interested. Yeah. Sit there. Hi, I'm Samantha. No, next. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> how much that's the speed dating i want to do folks how great would that be you sit down and be like hi i'm mark oh what what the fuck? okay all right <laughs> that would be the best that would be the best version of speed dating i like competitive speed dating that would be kind of cool to you know what they televise poker fucking cards they televise cards why can't they televise competitive speed dating how great would that be i'd watch it yeah, fuck, I'd try out, you know, get your swipe game on. It's like, you know, like I said, treat it like Tinder. Just like, no, nah, I'm good. See ya. Bye. Nope. Hi, how are you? Uh, to the right. No, no, go over there. You you just wait. I have to talk to your, you know, twin here. Hi. Right? <laughs> yeah, so we never went upstairs to do it. But I think, I think it would make a great blog post, to be honest. I kind of want to go and do one now. I've been thinking about, I think that'd be hilarious to sit down. I don't really know what the hell I would say though. You know, uh, when, because obviously the, the questions that you're going to be asked are the very sort of initial superficial questions. Hey, how are you? How old are you? What do you do? Right. And what am I going to do? Hey, what do you do for a living? Uh, nothing. Uh, oh, you don't work? No, I don't work. Oh, um, Okay, do you drive? No, I don't drive. Great. Tell me you don't live at home. No, I, I don't live at home. I, I have my own place. 
oh, great. So how many bedrooms? It's a, it's a studio bachelor. Yeah. Are you leaving? You're leaving? Okay. Call you? No? All right. Yeah. But I, that would be, I, I would laugh personally. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to late night ramblings with Matt. This is, this is how my brain works. Uh, it, <laughs> this is how it works. Um, I'm just trying to keep myself out of the, out of the depressive pits. Um, I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep, but I, I just can't shut the brain off to go to sleep. So you guys are going to have to put up with me for a little bit. Um, I, uh, is it going, hearkening back to, uh, what I was saying earlier, I, so th- that whole high school thing, obviously I'm not going to do it as a joke, but like, that's where my mind goes. So back in the summer of last year, I went to rehab, um, for alcohol and, and, uh, it was in an alcohol, uh, and trauma, um, facility. And I was there for six weeks and, um, and subsequently have not touched alcohol since. So it must be somewhat of an effective program. <laughs> but here's the thing. I had this, this thing in my head. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Californication. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it every episode. It's amazing. If you have seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But th- this, this is what I wanted to do when I went to rehab. What about you, Hank? How are you feeling? Well, since you asked, I feel like the good Lord himself picked me up in his bare hands, laid me down on a bed of rusty nails, pinned my ankles behind my ears and just stuck it in. No Vaseline, no lube, no nothing, not even a little spittle. That motherfucker just took his Darth Vader helmet, that big Darth Vader helmet, and just rammed it home. And he wrecked my pretty little virgin asshole, my sweet little brown bud. Pulled out, came on my tits, wiped his dick on the curtains, and left me for dead. That's just me. How about you guys? How you feel? Sincerely, I wanted to do it. I, uh, <laughs> to me, that is the greatest monologue of all time. And I, 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 I had this thing in my head before I went in. I was like, man, I should memorize this and then just do it. Obviously, it's not a thing that I really wanted to do. And obviously, it's not a thing to really do. <laughs> Uh, but conceptually, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't help myself. I really can't. I, uh, I d- yeah, I don't know. I'm an idiot, basically. I think that's where that com- I, you guys are finally beginning to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah, like a huge idiot. I, uh, I was having a conversation with Heather the other day. Um, we were talking about the book. Uh, a medic's mind available on chapters indigo right now if you go to indigo and you type in a medic's mind you can pre-order the book comes out october 15th 2019 shameless plug deal with it it's my podcast right (laughs) sorry um i was talking to heather uh we were kind of talking about a myriad of different topics you know ranging from the book to uh, this uh, this event coming up uh, next week, as well as uh, the, uh, I believe it's the CAMH uh, mental health, um, I, I don't even really know what to call it. Um, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm not, I, I'm gonna, I'll say it on the next podcast because then I can actually get it right and I won't bastardize it because it's not, you know, it doesn't deserve that. Uh, and it's way too late at night for me to remember um, all the details of it. But anyway, the topics uh, were varied and diverse. 
and we're sitting there talking and, uh, and I don't know how the topic came up, but we we're sort of laughing at my, uh, romantic mishaps, you know, uh, if, if any, any of you are longtime listeners or readers of the blog, you'll know that, you know, the Maya incident was bad. Uh, you'll know that I've been laughed at a few times when asking out girls farted on truck bumpers, uh, that scared birds from trees kind of thing right in the middle of my first ever kiss fun, <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so we we're sitting there talking and, uh, and I think cause we were talking about the high school and I was like, yeah, you know, it's going to bring back a bunch of stuff. And she said, what? And I was like, well, you know, high school was weird, you know, hard, weird times. And, uh, and she was like, Oh, you know, like something, you know, remembering stuff from childhood. And I was like, well, I mean, not quite that deep, but, uh, all right, Heather strap in, I'll tell you a story. And, uh, so I told her about the time that uh, we were in sex ed and it was a co-ed thing. And, uh, it's, you know, kind of out a, a movie thing. I didn't think they really did this, but you know, you got to put a condom on a banana and, uh, and so the banana is being passed around and every time like you had a condom in front of you, you know, they'd pass the banana around then it was your turn to put the condom on. Awesome. Right. And, but anyway, you know, how in school sometimes, especially when you're bored, uh, or you just want to get out of there or you're feeling awkward and uncomfortable, ding, 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 ding. That was me. Uh, so you, you kind of lean back on the last two legs of the chair, right? You, you push back and that's all you rest on. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. I was doing that and I was doing well at it because I wasn't a very heavy kid. I was pretty skinny at the time, like 118, 119 pounds, right? Built like a greyhound, all ribs and cock. And uh, so I was on this chair leaning back. Things were fine, right? All class, fine. Zero incident, not a fucking problem, right? There's nothing to worry about here. Finally, it's my turn to grab the banana and put my condom on. So like a good studious young man that I was, I opened the condom wrapper. No issue. I grabbed the condom. Not a fucking problem. I grabbed the banana. No issue there. I put the condom tip right over the very tip of the banana and start unrolling. And as I do that, I fall back. My chair just gives out like the legs of the chair just said, fuck it and gave way. I fell to the ground so hard, it sounded like a fucking geek shotgun blast, okay? Just bloop, 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 flap, brony prominence hitting the fucking linoleum. Condom did that cartoon thing, just, right? Awful. And the, but the fucking worst part was I was sitting beside Rebecca, and Rebecca was beautiful. So the moral of the story is, she never dated me because she's like, this guy can't even put a fucking condom on a banana without fucking it up. So that's going to be a no. That's how, you know, that's where that went. Maybe the reason I'm so fucking weird and think of all these terrible things to do is to, you know, try and do something awkward ahead of time purposefully as opposed to waiting for it to happen. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that Heather won't let me stand in front of class and... Uh, tell them about hooker parts. I know that probably could you, oh man, like if I was still in my heyday of drinking, it would be great to do like a Ron White thing. You know, you show up with a scotch glass and like a cigar and you just kind of walk into class and watch the teacher's face melt in horror. She's like, oh my God, what? And I'm like, listen here, kids. I'm going to tell you something about writing. 
Okay. You can make the tits as big as you want, you know, whatever you want. You can have twins in this story. Twins are fine. You know, triplets, have at her. It's your story. Go wild. Right? (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. Uh, In all seriousness, I'm excited about it, though, because I've never done anything of this before. Um, So it'll be kind of cool to go and and experience that. Um, I don't really know. So I don't consider myself a writer. Uh, so I think I'm going to be able to approach, uh, approach it from sort of like a, like a, I guess, student perspective, you know, where I'm like, Hey, listen, the one cool thing that I really like about writing, um, is that you, for the, the one and only place in this life that you are really, truly in control of absolutely everything is when you're writing. Because you get to create the world, you get to create what happens, you get to create the climax and the and the the ending and the beginning, and you get, you get to do all that. You're in control. Nobody can control, and you can do whatever the heck you want. I recently found out uh, via my uh, lovely massage therapist. Um, yeah, I've recently started going to massage therapist too, because uh, with nightmares, I get a lot of knots and pains and, and whatever. So it was suggested to me to go try massage therapy. And, uh, anyway, in the midst of talking with my massage therapist, who's a pretty young, young girl, uh, graduated about a year and a half ago via the, the, the massage program. Uh, but she was telling me, cause uh, she said, you know, we bonded over reading, right? She likes to read. I like to read, but she was telling me she was reading this book and I, I really wish I could remember the name of it. Disc world, I think it's called. And, uh, and the, the, the premise of disc world is apparently, these worlds that are on the backs of these giant elephants backs and it's in the shape of a disc. That's the shape of the world. But these elephants traverse through the universe and who the fuck thinks of that? Right. But some guy with an incredible imagination created this entire book series. I'm pretty confident it's called disc world, but she couldn't speak highly enough about it. But that's what I mean. You get to create whatever the hell you want. So with writing, uh, even though I don't write in that genre or that way, most of what I write is, you know, directly, um, you know, related to experience and and sort of just in a therapeutic way. Uh, but the thing about that is that I I too get to control what I divulge, what what amount of trauma I inject into a piece. Uh, you know, what, what part of me I want to inject into a piece. Am I feeling happy? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling, I get to control all of that. Plus there's times where I start a piece very despondent and upset and not happy. And I'm able to turn it around at the end because I'm in control of what's going on. I may not be in control of the real world and how I, how I react to things in the real world, but I'm in control of this so I think if I get to truly, if I get to stand in front of the kids and talk to them about writing, I think that's probably the message that I'll promulgate is that out of, you know, out of this entire life that we have, the one time that we're in control is when we're sitting in front of a blank, blank page. Um, and that's a pretty special feeling, uh, pretty empowering feeling too. So um, I'm pretty excited for it overall. It's going to be, like I said, it's a whole unique experience. I've spoken to students before, but they've been really young. And it was when I was working as a paramedic, I get to go and, uh, my sister's a teacher 
and I got to go to her class and talk to kids about Halloween safety. And I got to give them a tour of the ambulance and let them play with the sirens and, you know, kick out the annoying kids because they were touching stuff too much. You'd be amazed how much kids just touch and grab things. And like, you know, you talk to like, you know, normal regulated adults and they're just like, yeah, well, you know, kids are curious. They just, everything's tactile. They're experiencing it for the first time. And I was like, well, would they like to experience my foot in their face in a kicking motion? And they look at me like I'm a monster. Um, so I think the answer is no. Uh, and for anybody who is curious in the listener verse who doesn't know me personally, no, I don't have kids. No, I don't. I've actually been to the doctor to see if I can get the bullets taken out of the gun. And sadly, I'm not having any success in finding somebody who's willing to do that, unfortunately. But maybe soon, because I am on the backside of 30 now. Uh, so I think eventually they'll be like, oh yeah, you're old enough to make this decision. And I'll be like, yeah, we'll take the bullets out, please. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. So short of doing a Hank Moody monologue in a, in a high school, um, I think this is going to be a good event. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Plus, uh, you know, the hotel thing's got me a little bit nervous just because hotels and I, you know, uh, I've spoken about that before, but I do have a portable leg lamp now. You know, the it's a simulacrum of the leg lamp from um, a Christmas story that a friend of mine got me. And uh, I'm going to bring that with me so that I have a light that is familiar to me if I do wake up from a nightmare. Um, speaking of waking up, I'm going to try and go to bed now, uh, now that I've spoken about how much of a terrible human being I am. Um Anyway, guys, I hope you're doing well. Hopefully, uh, if you do hear this, it's after a nice and blissful rest. And if you're out there working, please get home safe to your families. And uh, thank you for what you do. Be well, be safe. And above all else, guys, keep talking to each other. <laughs>